the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike, and I got my linemate Matt with me. And today, we're going to talk about some uh, Blackhawks news, go over the Stanley Cup final, and some NHL news. So, to start it off, Andrew Santhanasiu signed a two-year contract with the Blackhawks, which I think is great. Um, you know, he's pretty much got fire on his skates when he skates. He's fast. Uh, I think that he'd be great with uh, with Lucas Reichel you know, full-time with Connor Bedard coming up, you know, I'm sure, you know, he could use somebody with that kind of speed. And I think that he's a great fit with the, for the Blackhawks right now. Matt, how do you feel about the Santana CU signing? Yeah, very happy with a signing, uh, familiar with the system. Uh, gonna, might actually be a leader on the team next year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I love the speed, man. You can't teach speed. And I think he'll fit very well with a guy like Lucas Reichel and Connor Bedard as well. You know, Anthony Sio, I think he played all 82 games last year. I'm going to double check. You know what, man? The only highlight, unfortunately, I remember from him was just getting rocked by Truba. Really? And then, you know, he, he gets up, goes to the media after saying, this guy's making $8 million a oh, year to yeah. just get two goals. And, yeah. of course, when we play him the next game, Truba scores, and they're yeah. taunting each other. It's like, ah, oh, geez. So that, that was my only good, oh, not good, memory of, Anthony Siu. So hopefully he could uh, maybe pot 30 goals in this year with Bedard. That'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, the, he, this is the most he ever played um, anywhere. He he played 81 games last, last season. So he missed one. So, um, you know, he's healthy, fast. I like him, man. Now, yeah. something I wanted to bring up to you is like, okay, you know, you mentioned... You had mentioned, we had been talking before, we talked about the cat basement, you know, the Blackhawks trying to get to it, right? So why not sign Alex Dabrinkit? The reason behind be, me saying this is that Dabrinkit asked for a trade from the Ottawa Senators. And I think it would be so cool if the Blackhawks got that Korchinski pick from Ottawa last year just for Dabrinkit to come back. He's a fan favorite. You know, the... He's a familiar face as well. And, you know, the the fandom would, would love to see him. Do you think that, you know, Dabrinkit coming back would be a good fit for the Blackhawks? I think it would be a good fit for sure. But being an RFA, we'd have to, you know, obviously give him a pick or, you know, a prospect. And uh, okay. being so valuable, he's probably going to get a first rounder, second rounder. Um. Could Davidson pull something off in the draft, maybe? Like, I know we have three first-round picks. Maybe throw one their way again for Debrinkat and then yeah. sign him. Could it happen? Yeah, it could happen. But um, I think, unfortunately, the Red Wings are probably going to be the highest bidder in that because mm-hmm. they've expressed interest before. Right. And he's, a, he's the type of sniper that they've been looking for for a while. I know they let Bertuzzi go to... The Bruins. That's crazy, uh, dude. I did not he, see that coming. He's not, I'm not saying he's a sniper and he's like his replacement, but, you know, a guy like Larkin needs a shooter finisher like right. the cat. And I think that would work out. And they have the cap space. So he could get paid big bucks over there. But would I like to see him come back? Absolutely. I, I, I you know, the kid had a smile on his face all the time. He was having a great time here, even yeah. when it was bad. He's, it's a guy you'd love to have in your locker room for sure. You know, I, I, I still, like, I can't understand. I thought that Stevie Y was going to re-sign Bertuzzi in the offseason. 
I would, that's a guy I would sign right away. Uh, heart and soul dude blocking shots with his face. Uh, I think the injuries are, you know, what, you know, kind of pushed him out of the Motor City. But okay, definitely, I, if I'm the Bruins, man, I'm bringing that guy back. He was a beast in that first round. I know they got beat by Florida, but so did everybody else. Right, but going, but anyway, he was good, man, and he's never been in the playoffs. He's like a dude that you know, like an Andrew Shaw guy, just comes alive in the playoffs. He lives for it. He's just a guy you need in that locker room, doing all the little things. And maybe he wanted too much money for Stevie Y, and uh, I don't know. He Stevie Y's a great GM, so he knows what he's doing. You know what? Maybe he'll pull a fast one and get him back. <laughs> you know, because. Dylan Larkin said they both came up together, and he was really emotional when he was traded. He was in tears pretty much, so that could happen too. So you know, you never know what we're gonna have to wait and see. Wow, crazy man. So Bedard says going number one to the Blackhawks in 2023 draft will be a huge honor. So stop the Lindros BS talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I I, uh, I I don't think that. You know, at least from not seeing him publicly, if he didn't want to go to the Blackhawks, he'd be like, oh, I'm not sure. You know, I'm not, I haven't been drafted yet. You know, I think it would be more of a negative tone, but I think that he's looking to get drafted and just get started, to be honest with you. Well, his buddies are here too already. I right. Korchinski and Allen, they both, they all play together. Right. With the Canadian team. And, you know, they're all hugging each other, giving each other high fives, taking pics all the time. I mean, these guys talk, you know, they text. Yeah. You know that the minute the Hawks won that lotto, those those two guys were like, Hell yes. Like let's yeah. do it again. You know, so Yeah. There, there's there's gonna there's no way that, that whole Lindros that that's a big thing on Twitter. All the anti Hawks fans are oh he's gonna pull a Lindros on you guys and Okay, well I saw an article with a Philly guy saying that how would a trade look if he did pull uh a Lindros off? Like if he were to to go to Philly. And I actually commented on it. I'm like, you guys have no Peter Forsberg to give to us. So I don't yeah. know what the hell you're thinking. That's true. And it's not Quebec, you know, it, that's a small market team. The owner had a lot of issues back then. This is a original six team, big city. I mean, they treat their sports fan or their, their players like royalty. This kid will never have to pay for a dinner in his life here. Yeah. So I, I, I just don't get that nonsense, man. Where if if there were to be a a trade, who who could offer something for him? Somebody with a lot of cap space and a lot of picks that they can give you. Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Lindros, you know, got four first round picks. I think Peter mm-hmm. Forsberg was the top prospect they gave him. And quite honestly, man. That trade didn't work out for Lindros. That trade worked out for Peter Forsberg. It did. He won two cups with the Avalanche when they moved over. He was a stud. And, he got hurt Lindros a lot, was good. Put up great numbers. Hall of Fame guy. But he never got those cups like Peter Forsberg did. So, I honestly, I would say, like, you know, the Vancouver Canucks, the hometown boy, you know, obviously they would probably like, hey, we'll give you this, 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 and that. But you don't trade a generational player like that. Right. So, I mean, I would make Quinn Hughes would have to be a part of the deal. Oh, hell yeah. And you know what, man? Bringing that up, I'm hearing the Hawks are in talks with the Canucks about bringing over a contract. I actually heard that Brock Bester's name, but dude, I'd be happy with a Thatcher Demko or a Quinn Hughes any day because that kid's a stud, too. 
He's an absolute stud, man. He's a great skater. Which, ironically, that's what Bedard said the other day. He said that what he's been he tries to work on everything, but he's been working on uh, skating the most because he feels that skating, being an elite skater in the NHL, is like the bare basics of what you need to be successful. How about that combine? The the uh, his his pull ups, his his uh, weight training. Yeah, I, I don't get that, man. Did you see what Gretzky said about it? He doesn't. He's, he doesn't look like a small kid. No, he's he's pretty jacked actually. He's five yeah. nine. Well, he's That's five nine, height. but he's he is still he, he's, he's still seventeen. So he's he can fi- still yeah. grow a couple inches. He, he's a big boy. Like he's solid. He's a rock. Yeah. But Gretzky said, "Yeah, that's all cool and stuff." But you know what? He goes, "I did six pull-ups and I scored ninety-two goals that year." So <laughs> in the end, scoring the goals is what matters. And that's what Ditka used to say too back yeah. in the day. Yeah, doing all those push-ups and lifting all those weights—it's great and everything, but doesn't make you a good football player so yeah. it's kind of the same thing i, I think it's just the test for it, it's just cool to break down like what these guys do before they're drafted and they compare them to everybody else stuff like that but you know i don't think it really matters man if anything if do you think the combine is essentially maybe a work a work ethic test to He's say hey okay like let's showcase yeah let, let's probably, let's yeah. let's 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 take a look at this kid you know and, and then you you put them through like these stress tests and they're like okay Usually when it gets hard, this kid gives up a lot, you know, and he, and he, and he, he doesn't motor through. And then there's other guys who are like, man, this guy, he puts in some effort, you know, is, and they're like, okay, this should be a good kid that can do something for us considering the effort that he gives. Yeah, for sure. At 14 pull-ups though, for a 17 year old, doesn't that seem a little low to you? It does. I mean, I'm I'm not saying, I mean, I can't obviously do it now because I'm an old 37 year old dad but <laughs> in my day I, I guess at his age i was like 105 pounds and i can just keep going like yeah. no just i could just keep pulling and pulling and pulling and i was light but i i think he weighs close to buck 85 right i have to check it out let me look it up five nine is short i mean that's yeah, five nine is. now i'm 175 so he's probably around my size but obviously he's more solid and in shape than i'll ever be but yeah I just felt like that they were kind of like raving about the 14 pull-ups, but I felt like, damn, that seems kind of low. A lot of these, like Kirby Doc looks like he could have done like 25 of them with his, you know, he's slimmer and didn't yeah. weigh as much, but. 185, 5'10". That's pretty big for his height, man. Yeah, Because I think the average, the average weight for like a 5'9 dude is like 170, 175, so he's obviously got some muscle. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got a lot of work ethic. So, I mean, that's good. That's that's what we need. And like you said, man, I mean, he's 17 years old. So, yeah. he's, he's gonna going to get bigger to, probably. He's going to get, you know, more solid. He's probably going to grow maybe two more inches. <laughs> yeah. Well, like Jeremy Roenick said, he's like, hey, when I was a rookie, I go in the locker room. I got like no hair on my body and I take my shirt off. I'm feeling good. And then I look at the guy next to me. He's jacked. He's smoking a cigarette and he's got <laughs> scars all over. I had to put my t-shirt back on, something like that. <laughs> so he's going to be a youngster in there, but dude, he look, he's looking good, man. It's going to be exciting. Imagine taking your shirt off next to Rod Brindamore. Oh, God. Like, right, like right now even. No, I mean, dude, I'm, I'm talking about back that, in his oh, Philly days, dude. He, man, you know who I heard was a freak? Was, uh, some, it was a 90s hawk. And Ronick said he was like the ugliest looking dude. I forget, it was a French dude, but I'm sorry, I'm blanking. But <laughs> he's like, he had long hair, hairy chest. This dude's 
pecs were huge and his six pack abs were popping out, scars all over. And Ronix, like, I was really intimidated, man, <laughs> really intimidated. So a French guy on the Hawks, pretty. I think it was a '90s French defenseman or something. He's like, he was an <laughs> ugly dude, and I was like, I wanted nothing to do with sitting next to that dude. I felt embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> So let's go over the fan questions, man, from Blake. All right. Who are you interested in drafting at number 19? Do you think so? What do you think? His name is Andrew Cristal. He he's like, like the, this like the like the champagne. Yeah. <laughs> like the champagne. He's uh funny thing is he's actually Connor Bedard's best friend since the age of five. Wow. So uh, this is something that I've seen reports on. I've, it's been on Bleacher Report. Uh, I've seen it with other Hawks beat writers. And uh, you know what? I had no idea who this kid was. And then, you know, you looked up his numbers. He actually, this guy's a first round. Clearly, I mean, he's got great numbers. I don't know if you, you want to read over the stats and stuff, but he's Yeah, been let me playing, take a look at this kid. He's been playing with the... I can't even say it. Kelowna? Is that how you say it? Kelowna? Kelowna Rockets? Yeah. Of the WHL. Sorry, I apologize. I am American. And uh, his last season, 54 games played, 39 goals, 56 assists, 95 points. That's pretty damn good, man. Yeah, his first season, he had 14 games played, two goals, three assists with five points. You know, that's okay. Next season, 61 games played, 28 goals, 60, uh, 41 assists, 69, uh, 69 points. So he's over a point per game player. And then this past year, he got a letter, got an alternate, his yeah, alternate captain, go. 54 games played, 39 goals, 56 assists, uh, 95 points. So this kid's a gamer. And he's also played on the Canada under 18 team, had a letter on that as well. Seven games, two goals, four assists, and six points. So he's a bit about a point per game uh, a player, maybe a little bit more. But most notably, uh, when I look here, uh, he's had a letter uh, everywhere that he's gone. So leadership, yeah. a leadership, yeah. And th- like you said, man, with speed, you can't really teach leadership. Some some people have it, some people don't. And um, and it's pretty impressive to see that this kid. Um, is out there and he might be available for the Blackhawks to take and mentioning this and considering that he's Connor Bedard's best friend I don't see why the Hawks aren't targeting this kid yeah make him feel more comfortable absolutely living the dream together yep not sure if his development is you know ready NHL ready but knowing that your buddy's in the same system that's got to feel good yeah yeah I mean Considering who we've got on the squad, man. I mean, I'm sure he's familiar. They can, yeah, they he's can familiar fit this with kid these boys. In. Yeah, yeah. Korchinski, Allen, Doc, uh, Del Mestro. I mean, he 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 played with these guys, so this could be huge. Okay, I like Might it. Be an underrated, solid pick for you, Blake. <laughs> Actually, to be honest with you, now looking at him, I hope you know these other teams aren't looking at him as well because I've been looking up and down the, I've been looking up and down the you know, the, the prospects and I'm like, okay, who's out here? You know, obviously Fantelli's popping out. Um, but this kid w- really wasn't, uh, really high on the list, but look at, looking at this point production, I really like it. Someone that I'm, I'm, I'm really kind of 
I don't see why he would be picked. It's just Mitchoff, Mitchkov kid, because if we can even say he's a kid, you know, I mean, there's just so much going on with him in Russia, you know, and can he, can he come over? You know, I, w- isn't his contract for two years? So he wouldn't even yeah. have two years. I wouldn't even waste time on it, dude. Quite honestly, there's too many unknowns. Yeah. I'm sure. He's a stud, but yeah, I wouldn't too risky. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't like it. So Mitchkov, I think, do you think he drops out of the first round? I think somebody's going to pick him just because he's ranked so high and they'll take the chance. But Columbus? Probably, but I mean, watch him get a deal and get out of it, you know, and just come over and tear it up. But <laughs> Russia's crazy, man. I, I wouldn't even want to deal with any of those prospects coming in. There's too many unknowns going on in the world over there. And, you know, you, you don't want to waste the pick. You want a guy that you can, you know, start monitoring like hey we're right. gonna put you back in juniors we're gonna put you in the ahl something like that but right. yeah khl it's it's a little shady man it's really shady over there yeah well before we go any further i gotta let everybody know that odds for the next game in the stanley cup finals is a plus 140 for florida and a minus 165 for vegas you can uh, place your bets at DraftKings Sportsbook. Light up the lamp during hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Now, what you need to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code THPN. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050. Or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, Kansas, total one plus in most most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. Now, back to the podcast. The Stanley Cup finals are going on. Vegas is up 3-1 to one and on their way to their first Stanley Cup. Matt, I did not see this coming. Uh, if there wasn't much fight out of Florida, I would I would want to say out of those the end. Yeah. those first two games, man. But uh, they've been fighting the past couple, past couple games. And I wonder if they can tilt it in their favor. Yeah, man. I thought for sure Florida was going to win the next two games. They right. won the first uh, game three. Uh, an OT pretty early. Connor Verhage buried it. Kachuk had something to do with it. He's in front causing chaos as normal. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last night's game, you know, they did fight back, the Panthers. So it was 3 nothing. Uh, William Carlson put in the third goal. And to, believe it or not, this dude has 11 goals in the playoffs. Wow. Yeah. And this guy, I, he's been on the trade rumor, you know, the trade blocks. The name's always been out. And, you know, they kept him this year. And, Good thing they did, man. He's lighting it up. But uh, the Panthers came back, getting two goals. Um, just that last minute, I, I, I think Petrangelo took a penalty, a delay a game penalty, so they had a six on four. They just couldn't get it by Hill, man. So then the game ends, and Kachuk's, Kachuk's swinging his stick around and going crazy, causing pretty much a slap shot scene, 2023. <laughs> and... Uh, 
fans are throwing garbage on the ice that Eddie O even said, this is embarrassing. This is not how you behave at a hockey game, stuff like that. So yeah, they're going back to Vegas for game five. And I think Vegas has got all the momentum, man. I think Vegas could win their first Stanley cup tomorrow night. Wow. Do you think that there's a possibility that Florida can, you know, steal this one? They're going to do everything they can, man. I know. I'm not sure. I, I saw something about Kachuk. They're not sure about his status, but there's no way. I, I think this guy would still play if his leg fell off at this point. Yeah. This is a huge game. Uh, yeah, they're going to do everything they can. Honestly, the pressure's on Vegas right now to close it out. It's super hard to close the series out. We've seen that with the Hawks and the Dynasty runs. It's not easy. Most of the time, the Hawks were finishing out games in game six. So, um I just, I don't it. know. I think Vegas <laughs> is just clicking, man. They're just, uh, yeah. Chandler Stevens, he had a, Stevenson had a really good game last night. Two goals, one very, very early. So the Panthers were playing behind, like in the first minute of the game. That's a backbreaker, man. You can't, it you is. can't give up goals like that. It was a defensive breakdown by Ekblad. I think he got off the ice a little too fast and the winger didn't know. So he kind of missed his assignment. But, uh, yeah, I think Hill and Net right now, kind of like guy out of nowhere, you know. This guy's stealing the show. Maybe put his name into the Smite talk. So uh, they got to get by him. They need Kachuk going, kind of staying away from the bowling type of game, the agitation. He's got to get back to the goal scoring, and I think they'll be okay. And, yeah. of course, you need your captain to show up. He scored a goal last night, Barkoff. He, he's got to be even better. So it's, it's going to be a good game, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I am too. I am too. I'm pulling for Florida. I hope they win. Even though Chandler Stevenson's made me some money. Oh, yeah. On DraftKings Sportsbook. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So, Matt, on to some NHL news. Connor Hellebuck is not interested in an extension with the Jets. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, man. uh, I saw that report. What What do you think could be a really good destination for him? Now, where do you think that he goes, though? Carolina Hurricanes should be all over this right now. Get it get it going, start the talks, and get it done. Because this guy is the number one goalie they've needed for years. And, I mean, since Cam Ward, they haven't won a cup. So, I know they're going to have to give up a little bit, but I think they got some young guys they could sell the Jets and bring this Vesno goalie winner over because... Anti Ranta, Freddie Anderson, there are other guys that they call up and down, are hurt at the wrong times, and when they need that extra save, they're not getting it. So this is where he, this is the team that should be all over him. But I do think New Jersey is going to be in that too because they're, I still they got some good goaltending, not bad, but if any chance there's a Vesna caliber goalie on the market, and you got cap space to do it, you got it, you got to pull the trigger. And you want to win now. I, I think Jersey and the, the Hurricanes are my one-two teams that he'll probably end up on. You know, and you know, these two teams are actually in two very different spots in their in their win mode because Carolina is an absolutely win now at all costs type of mode because it's closing. Yes. It's it's yep. closing fast. I'll be honest with you. They've they they need to sign Jordan Stahl to another contract. You know, when does he start to regress to a point where, you know, he's not he's a shell of himself, you know? Yeah. Um uh, you've got yeah. yeah. 
I, they I, don't, I hear you on that. They don't have a true superstar on this team. I mean, you know, Sebastian Ajo can put up some points, but, you know, he's... He, I, I just don't think this guy is a superstar. They need a dude who's who can come in here and score some goals for this team, with big goals for this team when they need those goals, and uh, and they need to get Connor Hallibuck to to shore up that back end because New Jersey, man, they're just going to be getting better and better. Uh, they showed it this year that they had a big turnaround from last year from their development, and they're looking to play. They're looking to play some playoff hockey next year. Luke Hughes is going to be probably playing his first full season, and um, the Eastern that Eastern Conference man, it's not getting any easier. Oh no, it's it's just it's just tough. It's tough to play there, and um, I think that Carolina has one more year before they are. Um, they're they're not going to be locks to be making it past the second round. Well, let me ask you this: If you're Hellebuck, where would you want to go? Hmm. Jersey or the Hurricanes? How about Chicago? Heard they've uh, got a hot new kid coming in. <laughs> that's true, but I think it's bad timing. It is. I think if, yeah, yeah. You know, Connor was on his third year, yeah, and we were still having trouble finding out who who our guy and that's going to be. Yeah, you got picks, you got prospects, get them. But I, I think if I'm Hellebuck, man, I think I would want to go to New Jersey just because of the youngsters that are coming up. And he's kind of that missing piece type of thing. Nothing against Carolina. I think Carolina should be all over it. I think it should have been done already. <laughs> like that's how that's how desperate they should be. Right. But uh, I just I think it's with the history of New Jersey. You know, you got Marty Brodeur has been in net there. They they haven't really had that guy, and he'd be like the closest guy to Brodeur. You know, the skill wise and the name and all the Vesnas that. This guy could probably get him, you know, to the next round for sure. Maybe even a Stanley Cup appearance. I mean, they beat the Rangers this year, and the yeah. Rangers were, I mean, we could nonstop. These guys are winning the Cup all year. I'm sure we're going to hear it again next year, but. Well, I think I, the I Rangers think, were, the Rangers were a team that were just waiting to fall apart, and they did. Yeah. And, but, and, and Carolina was a well-oiled machine uh, that they ran up against, and it no, wasn't. No, Jersey beat them. Uh, Jersey beats uh, the Rangers. Hold, no, yeah, yeah. No, no. What I'm saying is, is that the Rangers were a a team that were waiting to fall apart, and they did. And then the Devils ran up against a well-oiled machine in Carolina. Yeah. That um, you know that that just that just uh, tore them apart. And uh, and that was the difference between that's actually you could call it the tales of two cities right there between yeah. those two teams, the Rangers and Carolina. So to your point, yeah, I mean, I could see why Connor Hellebuck, why they should target him. Uh, I was just joking about the Hawks. I just think it'd be cool, but it would be awesome. I love but, that guy. I got I, to see him play. I was so impressed, man. I, I think I think the Kings would be a good fit for him too, because uh, I think that they're they're a tough team to play against. They made it into the playoffs, and um, he, he could probably have gotten them another round. They need, I think, a little bit more scoring, but I think that they would be a, a good team for him to play on. Yeah, I could see the Kings, but to, if I'm him, I, Kopitar's getting older. Some of those guys yeah. are getting older. You know what I mean? If you're going to, sure. you want to give yourself the best opportunity. Uh, Hellebuck is, how old is he? Born in 93. Uh, oh, yeah. So from he's, Minnesota. He's 30 years old. Right. So he's got like don't four think the, or five years left. Don't think the Kings are anywhere close. 
right. if, if Connor has any control on this trade, which I don't think he does, um, I I think like I said, it's one or the it's either Jersey or Carolina. Like yeah. when, if if he wants playoff hockey, those are the two best teams to go to. And like yeah. you said, one team's a step above Carolina, yeah, but you know they they couldn't even you know even get close against um Florida. the Panthers right i mean it was it was kind of it was a sweep it was close but i mean they weren't scoring goals and they needed their goalie to maybe make an extra save or two yeah so i think i'd like to like i said i think playing with with Jack Hughes that brat guy uh, you got Dougie Hamilton which whatever he puts up numbers he going to really prevent goals for you but you know they're they're getting players and they're and then, then Timo Meyer he he scored forty last year it took him a while to get going in the playoffs but this team could be very dangerous and I yep. think if I'm him I think this is the place to go. Yeah, I um I definitely see it, especially to win right now, uh, and, and, and make to a be, little money and, yeah. and to be competitive for the next few years because if yeah. you went to Carolina I mean who knows they could probably win it this year and then be in rebuild mode you know. I just don't know. I think that their window's closed, man. I, I do. I think they're going to lose some guys, and I don't think Rant is going to come back. Or, I mean, I, I just I like the guy. Rant is a good goalie, but I feel like every time there's a game, Ranta's status unknown. Like, wh- yeah. why? You know, like, what's going on with you? Yeah. And I think Toivo Taravainen is a—he's a 20-25 to 25 goal scorer, absolutely max. I don't think yeah, he's, he's going to get more any more for you. Yeah. He's, yeah. He, he, you know he's what? That's, a That's another Finn. They love the Finns over there. Yeah, and they he's, do. He fits in with Aho. It, it works. You know, it works for him. But it, you know, they took a step this year, but I think it's just going to get harder. So what do you think about Doan being hired? Shane, was that Shane Doan? Being yeah, hired Shane by the Maple, <laughs> Being hired by the Maple Leafs as an advisor to the GM. So I just added that in there pretty much just to bash I'm surprised the Coyotes. He left, I'm surprised he left Arizona. <laughs> well, if your office was at a college, would you want, would, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. hey, I'm going back to school to work. Are you a teacher? No, I work for the Coyotes. No, uh, so. no uh, I, I think, um, yeah, it, it's weird. He's Mr. Coyote, man. Uh, so it just tells me stuff might not be going great behind the scenes over there. Yeah. You know, finding their they, they can't find an arena, they can't find anywhere to play. And hey, maybe they're they're gonna move the team, you know, to a new city and maybe Doan yeah. got wind of it and said, you know what? I don't want to go to the city they're planning on going to. I'm gonna go go to uh Toronto Maple Leafs and try to build with the uh, the new GM Brad Trey Living from uh the Calgary Flames. Yeah. It's uh it's really unfortunate, man. I know that Bettman is doing everything absolutely possible to try to keep them from leaving, but you know the, the writing's been on the wall for like ten years now. Yeah, we're all we're all dumb and we don't know what we're talking about, according to Bettman. <laughs> but yeah, put put hockey in a in a place to fail. I mean, he's pretty good at that. Atlanta, <laughs> <laughs> twice another city. Yeah, Patrick Wall wants to coach in the NHL again, but is at peace with emotional past. Now. Raw is very animated on the on the bench, and you wonder if kids these days, these younger players these days, can handle somebody like that. Do you would you want to to bring Patrick Juan to 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 coach your team? Yes, 
four Stanley Cups. Knows how to get it done. He just yeah, won but... with the Quebec team, his okay. junior team. Uh, quite honestly, man, when he coached the Avalanche, they were really good. Yeah, they and were. he just had some disagreements with his with his old buddy Sackick about certain players, and he said, "You know what? I'm stepping down." And that was the last we heard from him. This was a couple of years ago. Yeah, no, uh, this is like maybe seven years ago, dude. It, it was a while Duchesne, ago. Duchesne was on the team at the time. I think he was, and he had some disagreements, and he said, "You know what? I'm going to step down." And you know, he just, I, I guess maybe he didn't want to ruin his friendship with Sackick, but yeah, I thought he was a really good coach, man, and. He clearly, he knows how to win in any position. Even as a player, he's got four, two with the Canadians, two with the Avalanche. and uh, Absolutely a guy I'd want to play for. He's very intense. You know, he's, yeah, he is. he's got that intense look like of this guy's going to do whatever it takes to win, and I would love to play for a guy like that. Sure, if he's going to yell at you, he'll probably yell, probably scream in your face, but you know what? It's for a good cause. You know, he's in it to win it. He wants you to performing your best so I, I would absolutely love playing for him he's probably telling Sackick he wants to trade Duchesne and Sackick's like no and then he <laughs> ended up training him regardless could, possibly dude it could have been when yeah it, that team was kind of soft back then and they kept Landeskog and you know it worked out for him they got their cup but that, that poor guy didn't even come back this year did he no. They kept lying and saying, oh, he's coming back 65 more days. I'd see it. 62. We're down to 30. We're down to 10. And he's, well, he's not coming back. What the heck? You know, and, <laughs> and they ended up getting bounced by the, the Kraken. <laughs> so Cole Caulfield's salary is 9.975 and his cap hit is 7.8 million for the 23-24 season. His salary is comprised of $5 million in signing bo- bonuses for eight years. Here's the question. Would you pay Cole Caulfield $9.9 million? <laughs> And what does DeBrinkett ask for if Cole Caulfield's getting $9.9? 65 a year? <laughs> no. Uh, well, I like the kid, man. I do. I, I think he's going to be a good player there. It's like I said to you before we recorded it's almost like a new trend now you you get your youngster your prospect and you you skip the bridge deal you go right to the big bucks and you want him to be your guy and you're hoping he's the guy and you're kind of betting on him and uh i don't know if i would have went that high i think i would have done a four-year six mil hey prove a kid get give me a full year with no injuries and some consistent numbers and go from there and then probably get paid, you know, the next contract probably close to 11 or 12 million a year. But hey, you know what, this might work out for him. It's kind of, it, it's a new trend. All the teams are doing it. Uh, his cap hit is kind of fair, dude. Eight point or 7.8. Um, it's, it's about, I think it's about right, but the salary nine mil, it's expensive, dude, for a guy who I, I'm not sure how many he put in. I know he was shut down this year. With a with a season ending injury, but clearly he gets score goals. He's almost like an Alex DeBrincat. He's a good finisher. He he's, he kind of gets that backdoor type of play like DeBrincat used to do with uh, Kaner, right? In uh, here in Chicago, but um, yeah, and he's also getting five million a year in signing bonuses. This kid is freaking rich, dude. I mean, this is crazy. <laughs> so, but he's the man. Obviously, St. Louis had something to do with it. He's the head coach. He likes him. And uh, they're they're betting on him, and he's probably betting on himself. So 
kind of, hopefully it's like a what do you call it jack hughes type of deal where he's gonna put in 40 huh. you know put up 100 points and it's worth it yeah yeah well we'll see as of right now he hasn't really shown it so anyways everyone let us know what you think about the podcast get on us on twitter send us your questions anything you want us to feature on here we'll do it want to talk hockey Want to talk about the draft? The draft is coming up. That's going to be a lot of fun. But anyways, that's all that we got for you tonight, and we'll catch you on the next one. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here. Peace.